Uh, if you have a Bible, I'm going to let you go ahead and turn it to Acts chapter 22. Are you glad to be at church today? Awesome. Thankful you're here. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be in at East and our Bayside Middle School, everybody in there. Uh, man, just feels like we're having church. Feels like the Holy Spirit's moving. We could go home now, but I feel like God's got a word he wants to share to you, share with you and encourage you. I've been encouraged and challenged all week with this, and I'm excited to share it with you today. Uh, if you have a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 22. We are on the home stretch of our Acts series. We are getting there. We're going to be done in the next uh Four weeks we're going to be done. We're going to cover a lot of ground in four weeks, so buckle up. Uh, but we're almost done what has been a multi-year journey through the book of Acts. So you can turn to Acts 22, but I actually want to bring up a scripture on the screen. Uh, you, I want you to read it with me at the top of your voice. You guys in the east as well. I want, I want you just to lift your voice and declare this truth for the person next to you to hear. And let's, as one church with one voice, read the truth of God. This is John 1, verse 12. It says this, lift it up. Yet to all who did receive him... To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. Wow. I want to read that once more. Do it again and just lift your voice. I want you to hear yourself. Yet to all... Come on, East. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. I want to talk to you today from the title and the topic, You Have the Right. You Have the Right. Would you pray with me one more time? Father, we thank you today. Oh, God, thank you that when we gather together in your name, you are here in our midst. Lord, we love your spirit. We love your presence. God, thank you on a beautiful July weekend. You come and meet with us. We thank you. You never waste a moment. You never waste an opportunity. And I thank you that today you have fresh revelation and power for us. And so I pray by the power of your word, you would speak to us. You would free and transform our minds and in turn free and transform our lives. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And all God's people said, amen. amen. I want you to turn to two people and I want you to tell them you have the right to remain not silent. And then you can sit down. Anything you say or do can and will be used against you in the court of law. You know your Miranda rights. Your, thanks. Uh, just this week, I was with my son, Aiden. I took him to a soccer, I'll call it, loosely call it soccer. It's seven-year-olds running around in some kind of chaotic format and fashion. Uh, but I sat and I was sitting there with my, my buddy, Dave Mason, who was a pastor here for a long time. We're sitting on the tailgate of his truck watching our boys run around chasing soccer balls, and my son was having a good time for a while, but he's a little overtired and a little emotional, and I was just sitting there with Dave, and I happened to notice something unfolding before my eyes, and 
It happened this way. My son was kind of hanging out beside the, the net. I don't know what happened, but two boys a little bit bigger and a little bit older than him kind of came up on my boy, and they started just pushing him around a little bit, and my son didn't really know what to do, and this one guy kind of grabbed a hold of him and started pushing him back and overpowering him, and my son just didn't know what to do, and so he just tumbles down. And so well, part of me, the, the, the carnal part, the part that don't judge me, but I wanted to get up and I wanted to grab those boys by the neck and I wanted to carry them over to their dads and have words, but Jesus told me otherwise. So I, I watched it, I watched it kind of unfold and my son went down and he started to cry. So I get up off, you know, the, you know, the walk, if you're a parent, your kid gets hurt or whatever, you, you know, the walk of the walk of shame kind of, uh, and I, I get up off the tailgate and I jog over to my son and I pick him up, and I kind of, the boys knew what they did, and they'd ran off, and he's there crying. I put his shoe back on, which popped off somewhere in the skirmish. And I pick him back up, and I'm like, you okay, buddy? You all right? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, do you know judo? Have you ever heard of judo? I'm like, you don't have to take that. The next time those guys come up at you like that, Listen, they're bigger than you, they're stronger than you, but gravity will fight for you. So what you do, drop your shoulder, grab their arm, and pull them over like this. And he's just looking at me like, all right, we'll talk about judo later. I'm going to put you in martial arts. But next time that happens, buddy, you don't have to take that. You don't have to take that. The, you, you, you need to run and find me or find a coach or find a teacher or find an adult. You don't need to be picked on. There are people around you that will fight for you. And there are authorities and powers that will help you out when you are kind of being overpowered and outnumbered. So I'd encourage them. And then again on the ride home, like, seriously, son, judo. We're going to put you in judo, and it's going to be awesome. I, I wanted my son to realize something in this brief exchange Although I don't want him to be an aggressor, I don't want him to be a, a violent person, I do want my son to know how to take care of himself and that he does not need to be picked on or bullied. And I want to just give my son some of those kind of kick-butt moves that I know so that he doesn't have to get beat up on. But beyond that, in life, I want my son to understand something. That you don't have to have power over everyone and everything. You have got to know what rights and entitlements you have at your disposal that will fight on your behalf to overcome what overcomes you. And I wanted my son to know, hey, you don't have to take that. You don't have to be picked on. You can go find someone and they'll end that quick. That you have rights and access to certain powers that will overpower what's overpowering you. And I try to teach him about what he was entitled to as my son or as a kid or as a, a participant in soccer. That, son, you have rights. I wanted to tell him about his rights, what he had access to. You know what rights are. Rights are essentially an entitlement. It entitles you to access to a certain power or to a certain thing to, to work in your favor or on your behalf. We have different types of rights. Uh, children have certain rights. Husbands have certain white rights. Not as many as wives have, but, but, but they have rights. <laughs> joking, not joking. <laughs> no. We have rights. You have rights as a citizen in Canada. It's not something you think about very often, but if you do pause and think, right now you have rights that are working in your favor, protecting you and giving you liberties. You have the right, you have the right to come and hear me speak freely about our religion and what we believe. You have that right. You have the right to come and go wherever you want. When was the last time you actually had to consider, do I have the right to vote? Do I have the right to education? You have rights as Canadians. But here's something I know to be true. The only time you ever think about rights, Rights are the times where you're in jeopardy, 
When something comes upon you where you need to access what's at your disposal, and I know this to be true, that you are only as strong and capable as the rights that fight for you, and if you don't know what your rights are, they're basically useless. That you need to know your rights. And I want to talk to you today just for a few minutes as we kind of journey through Acts. You guys in at our East Campus as well. And I want to just talk about this concept of rights. And you're going to see the Apostle Paul leverage his rights in such a way that it gets him out of what was going to be a very difficult situation. I want to look at that today. If you're just joining us, we've been journeying, can you believe it, since January of 2016 through the book of Acts. Some of you who are just joining us are like, what kind of church is this? <laughs> We've taken a couple breaks, but we are a Bible church. We're a church that just wants to open the Bible and want to say, what's it say to us and what's God saying? We don't think that God just spoke. We think God still speaks. Amen? Amen. And so we open the Bible and we ask, what's it saying? And so we've been journeying through this story in the book of Acts, and the story of the book of Acts is all about how King Jesus expanded his kingdom all over the earth through his people, the church. We're a part of the story, and we've been enjoying this as we've been going. And lately, we've been finding and following this man named Paul as he has been taking the gospel, the truth of Jesus, all over the known world, and things have been ramping up lately. A few weeks ago, we found out he was in the town of Ephesus, and a big riot happened, and that was crazy, but things just got crazier. Last week, uh, Pastor Dan and Pastor John both preached messages.